0: You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Have you ever had a question about a myth or a piece of history that's haunted you? A question that's haunted my brain for nearly 20 years is addressed in this show, this great comedy, Our Flag Means Death, addresses the question, why did Blackbeard put up with Steve Bonnet? It's something that many historians have pondered and answered with crazy, wild theories. So this comedic take decided, what if we came up with a crazier, wilder theory? What if Blackbeard loved Steed Bonnet? Guys, the this is Systematic Geekology. We are your priest to the geeks. I'm Joshua Knoll. I am here with the one and only TJ Tiberius, Juan Blackwell. Thank you. What's up, DJ? Yeah. What's
1: what's going on, Josh?
0: This is one of those. This is our HBO series. And this is one where like I was the only one who really wanted to do this. And I was like, uh, I really want to talk about pirates. I really enjoyed this show. I'm just gonna pull in the other greatest pirate lover I know on our show. I, I think that's probably accurate. It
1: has to We're be probably, unless
0: yeah. someone's hiding it. Yeah. I mean other people like One Piece, but that's not quite the same. It's close. Yeah. yeah. I mean it, it is pirate, but it and it's also anime. Which brings up like part of what I want to talk about first. So this show is a comedy that goes over the life of Steed Bonnet. If you've studied the history, though, you'd also realize that, dang, this is actually weirdly pretty close to what happened, which is part of what makes it even funnier. The more you know the history, the more you're like, oh, wait, that was actually just this ridiculous. Some rich guy just one day woke up and said, I'm tired of having a good life. Let's be a pirate and just sucked at it. (laughs) That really is what happened, basically. yeah yeah Yeah. so let's talk about that first let's talk about like what happened in real life um tj what do you know about the history of captain
1: steed bonnet so i know steed grew up (laughs) rich uh on barbados you know his father owned a lot of land his father died in 1690 something and steed inherited all the money because he was the oldest son only son uh (laughs) something and Steve didn't really like that a whole lot and decided to be a pirate, uh, which lasted about yeah. a year.
0: And then he came back later on after failing at it. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is fun because the show is pretty much doing that. So you see he goes off. And the thing that we don't know in history, there's a lot of gaps in real life history because, like, we really don't know a whole lot about, like, why did this guy just decide, hey, I want to be a pirate now? Um, from a Christian perspective, you know, it does make a lot of sense. Like, yeah. Wealth doesn't make you happy. So he tried something else to make him happy. But from a historic perspective, it's weird. Almost all of your pirates or your well known pirates up to this point were either pirates because they were part of a navy or a privateer to make money, and then laws changed, governments changed, whatever, and then they're kind of out on their own and were forced into being a pirate. Or you had a lot of people who ended up being pirates because it was literally the only way they could be free. Um, a lot of slaves became pirates because, you know, pirate captain says, hey, I'll set you free if you help me loot and plunder some cities. That's a whole lot better than being a slave, you know, and, um, even there were a lot of times that men would go out to sea and get lost or were branded traitors for becoming a pirate. And sometimes the women would leave. There was actually an entire um, ship. I forget who it was, but it was ran just by women of people who were marked traders because they realized either their only way of freedom was either to prove that their husbands were in fact not pirates or they were just gonna have to be pirates themselves that's just how the law worked yeah and uh, then you I have this deep was, bonnie uh,
1: guy. uh bonnie what's her name was it was that bonnie yeah bonnie that sounds right
0: let's go with that always fact check systematic ecology uh, we don't pay anyone to do it for us so we just expect the listeners to, to take care of that yeah yeah <laughs> But that's but that is what made Steve Bonnet so weird. Everybody else is kind of doing it out of necessity or because of like weird government things. And this guy goes, man, I'm tired of being rich, wealthy with a family. What if instead of all of that, I just was a pirate. And he was like he's typically known as like the gentleman pirate. He was really bad at it because he didn't want to like, you know, steal, plunder, kill people. I think he just wanted to say he was a pirate. (laughs) Like, honestly, I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Well, he really, he literally uh, started his piracy in 1717 and was executed for it in 1718. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we the, didn't the get a lot I of time. To of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause he sucked. The way I understood it is like, he tried it for a little bit and then he gave up on it. Um, Blackbeard got involved somehow and then he ends up becoming like Blackbeard, running one of Blackbeard's ships, like as part of
1: Blackbeard's fleet. So what happened? uh, Steed bought a ship, bought a ship and just renamed it to I don't think the actual ship was called the Revenge, but it's called the Revenge and our flag means death. And I think his second ship is really ill. He gets sick. He gets wounded and sick and they're at port and uh you know like the republic of pirates and he meets blackbeard and he just convinces like gives command of the ship to blackbeard yeah and then his crew is like you know what this guy sucks when we meet blackbeard <laughs> yeah. again after that we're just going to join his crew and then steed was just a guest on blackbeard's ship after that
0: i mean you know what's funny is how much of this sounds like we're talking about like the show or like we're making up comedy but like this is actual history <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's yeah. what's funny too is like Blackbeard, Edward Teach, or Ed Thatch or whatever, we don't even really know what his name was. We have so little history, and what we do have mostly sounds like myth. He is one of those weird characters. So when you have this guy whose like entire legacy is being this like dark, gritty character, and it's like, why did he take on Steve Bonnet, the world's absolute worst pirate? <laughs> no one has a good answer. People keep coming up with reasons. Uh this show's answer is was fabulous. Uh, The show decided maybe Blackbeard and Steve Bonnet kind of, you know, just had a thing for each other. Maybe they just had to crush. That's all it was. Yeah. 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 Which is pretty amusing when you think of all the other depictions of Blackbeard we know of. Uh, You know, I'm thinking of like Blackbeard in um, Pirates of the Caribbean or Blackbeard in our favorite anime, One Piece. Yeah. They're both pretty grimacing, terrible characters. (laughs) And that's what he's known for. He's, he's generally just a scary guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I heard one legacy that like after his head was cut off, he's like swam around the ship that, that defeated him like three times or something. Crazy stuff. Uh, one of I like going camping at Cumberland Island, just giving this away to people. Uh, so I have a few books about different history and stuff that's happened at the island. There's theories that he visited and put part of his treasure on that island. We have no idea anything about this guy, what he did or anything other than he was scary. Yeah, we all can kind of agree. This was a scary guy. And the, the I think, which I know when you're talking to Christians, it can get kind of eh, when we're talking about same sex attraction, that kind of stuff. But like, I thought it was really funny. The idea <laughs> that Blackbeard took on Steed because Blackbeard kind of developed feelings for him romantically, because it's like we don't think of Blackbeard of having romantic feelings at all. Just not who he is.
1: Yeah, it's just not part of it.
0: Yeah. Now. To you, did knowing some of the history and stuff like that bring out the humor better for what little you got to see of the series so far?
1: I feel like you either have to know who Steed Bonnet was or just accept that this was a person and this is what he was like. Yeah.
0: Do you think they got the character Steed Bonnet pretty correct as far as things go?
1: Well, I didn't know the guy. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's this is, you know, 300 years ago history yeah so, we don't know like a, a ton about steed bonnet but we know a lot more about him than some other pirates and yeah, yeah. um, it, except for like the end where he uh gets back together with his wife and then realizes that he's gay and he wants his wife to be happy with <laughs> her new <laughs> husband yeah but, it, but but it felt pretty much like steed bonnet
0: yeah i mean even that part technically possible we probably wouldn't have records to know that because if everybody found out what happened, more murders would have occurred. They would have had yeah. to keep it untrapped if that did happen, mm-hmm. especially given the time frame. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought it was really funny watching just throughout this series. It, they already had this like funny chemistry where Blackbeard is kind of trying to show Steed how to be tough. And it's like this like. So I, I don't know if it's is it metrosexual. Is that the right term that I'm thinking of for like Steed Bonnet, like how he is where he's kind of like. Kind of a dandy. Maybe that's better to use Christian's
1: language. People would call him a dandy or a fop.
0: Yeah, like he's not typical masculine features. He's very, you know, well-read, very like city boy kind of stuff, whatever you want to call him. Very cultured. And it's very funny to watch Blackbeard be like, oh, here's how you gut somebody and, you know, be a pirate and trying to like show him how to really be a pirate because it's just not in him at all. And it's really funny to watch Blackbeard try to make him that when he's not that. And it was also really funny that we had a lot of times where like Steed is trying to show Blackbeard how to like go to a sophisticated party. It's like, you know, we could rob them better if we kind of infiltrated. It. And it's like Blackbeard clearly has no idea how to be part of that upper class kind of culture. So there was a lot of funny hijinks. It felt very like buddy film-ish for a few episodes. And then the buddy
1: film became um romance film. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a period drama or period comedy romance. Yeah.
0: Also, probably historic fiction might also f- fall in there. historical fiction. Yeah. Like it's close enough to history that it could be historical fiction. Yeah. Like these two surprising. people didn't know each other. Yeah. Well, we don't know why Blackbeard liked Steed. They were associated. They were pirates. Steed really did become a pirate just because basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty odd stuff. Yeah. Um. And when, when you kind of a lot of times when we talk about pirates, if you think about like the Pirates of the Caribbean film, you know, Jack Sparrow has that whole thing of like the black pearl represents freedom. Um, One piece, you know, there's a lot of talk about freedom. A lot of your pirate fiction that you read and stuff, it's about freedom, which we know that pirates are really about mostly about stealing and getting money. <laughs> um, sometimes it was about freedom because, like I said, there were a lot of slaves who became pirates because literally their only option. Um but why do you think we associate
1: pirate lore with freedom like that, typically? Well, I, it's it's fairly common. People want to be free. And what could be freer than living on a boat out at sea? What taxes are you paying when you live on the ocean? True. Also, being anti-government
0: a lot of times. A True. lot of people associate as being more free.
1: Turns yeah. out everybody's secretly
0: Republican. Sorry, that's a joke. Please don't cancel me. <laughs> Classical. Classical yeah. Republican. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. secretly libertarian. Yeah. Nobody actually wants federalism except for maybe Thomas Jefferson. That's a different
1: podcast where I rant about why I don't like Thomas Jefferson. Maybe possibly Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) He he didn't like federalism because he was in charge.
0: True. Because it helped the French. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, so like there's and I do think because there are all these like real life stories like we were talking about with Bonnie and with some of the slaves who chose freedom and the only freedom that existed was piracy. I think some of that reality is exaggerated in our pirate fiction lore so that it becomes just only about that and not about all the terrible things that pirates did, Um, which there still are pirates. But when we're talking pirates, we're mostly talking about like 17th century pirates, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, 18th century. Yeah. So 16th century. Centuries are stupid. Somewhere between 16th and 18th century. Um, Now, that is one thing that, like, the reason I bring up the freedom aspect is I find it really curious that you have this uh, gay romance, the same-sex romance, in the middle of this show because – so much of pirate stuff is about freedom. It's, you know, we even have the through line in this story of the woman being a pirate and having to hide her identity and different stuff, not because she's a woman, but that's a whole other thing. Um So I, th- I did think it was interesting, though, that we included this. I think that might be where they go. Season two, if they do a season two is kind of discussing, you know, what how much freedom is there? Can they be? a same-sex couple on the seas of piracy or will they be persecuted by their fellow pirates cuz that's kind of even even in the underworld that's kind of uh, frowned upon in this time time frame
1: yeah their uh season 2 is confirmed i'm pretty sure good but do you think it's going to be we'll about see, their uh oh I, I think they're definitely going to meet up again cuz they yeah. they'd gotten separated and then yeah. you know ed relapsed and steed went back and left his wife again and came back to find ed and yeah yeah and th-
0: there's a lot of really real stuff in here that i feel like is not okay to joke about that is joked about that i still found funny like <laughs> like honestly part of the joke is that blackbeard is gay that's like ah, oh, blackbeard can't be gay he's manly it's not okay to joke about in our culture and yet i think that's part of the point which is what makes it funny
1: <laughs> that is like yeah hey, we shouldn't be doing this joke here it is anyway <laughs> yeah or like when steed fakes his death with Somebody's pet cheetah? That's the same. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah. honestly, one of my favorite jokes in the series is when they shave Blackbeard. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's pretty funny. Blackbeard. Just, Just watching everybody have
0: no idea who he was was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, that's guy? accurate. That's real life. Yeah. Dude, you've known your the whole time you've known him, he's had a beard down to his chest, then it's gone. <laughs> You're not gonna have any clue who that is yeah my freshman at least year of take college a my freshman year of college, I just wore a hat every day for the first couple of weeks, <laughs> and then the first day I didn't wear the hat, no one knew who I was, yeah, yeah, well, that's like the
0: the guy who used to play Superman, uh yeah you, you've heard the stories of where like he's like put on the glasses and just was not recognized in public. <laughs> it's like you know it turns out that actually yeah. works, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty amusing stuff and like i don't know i am excited to see what they do with this show even though i think the further they explore this um same-sex relationship it's gonna get a lot more controversial you know yeah 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 Um, i think it is yeah as christians uh different people on our show believe different things when it comes to affirming or not affirming same-sex weddings gay weddings however you want to say it um I think even TJ and I probably have slightly different views on this. Um, TJ, while we're here, let's just put it out there so that we're not avoiding the topic. What do you think, as far as like your faith? Like, how do you see people who are attracted to people of the same sex? Like, what is your general view? General view? Um, <laughs> I don't really care. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I know not my view. <laughs> yeah. I I think. You tend to be more, if I'm thinking correctly, more like Bible says what the Bible says kind of view, right? Uh, Well,
1: you know. Ish. The Bible does say what it says, but it's not all literal. And it's not all uh, intact, I guess, is the word. Not everything in the Bible is written for today. Yeah, that's fair. So
0: do you think the Bible has a clear stance on this?
1: Uh, Not, Unfortunately not.
0: Yeah, I... It's um, real
1: murky. Yeah,
0: I, I... I'm going to have to agree, and I know that's going to upset a lot of the conservative people. It's like, oh, it says it right here in English. It does say it right there in English. Uh, some of the words translated, especially when you're getting to the Greek, are words that literally don't exist other places. So it's a lot more murky when you're reading the original language going, oh, wait a minute. We're just guessing what that word means. We're not sure that it means homosexual. What do you mean? Or you know, this Levitical law is what's doing it. Yeah, There's a lot of parts of the Bible that seem like... The law is changing as times change, and God intended that. So it's like, I don't know, man. I, um, I'm at a point where I hold biblical inerrancy in a loose hand. It's not that I've denied it or gone away from it. It's just kind of a, I'm not so sure about that. But I do think the Bible is a little messier. I, if I had to guess some of the intent of the author, I think the authors probably did intend to say that uh, homosexuality is not allowed within the faith. I'm not sure where I fall. You know, I I tend to lean closer to conservative most of the time on things. I'm not so sure, though. I do think in the context of this conversation, especially where they're not trying to say we're Christians, Blackbeard is now saved by grace and he is gay. Like, that's not what they're doing here, (laughs) you know. So I feel like at the very least, we shouldn't treat it any differently than when we see murderers on TV. You know, like at worst, we shouldn't be treated any different than any other thing we disagree with that's on TV? If they're not saying Blackbeard the priest is now getting married to another man, chill. We all know that Blackbeard isn't representing Christian views. We get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's like watching that Jack <laughs> the Ripper documentary and going like, "Well, I, I don't agree with the murder, but
0: <laughs> yeah, this is uh, a Christian shouldn't watch anything with murder." yeah yeah that's pretty true right the bible is clear about that one yeah it it is
1: it very much is
0: (laughs) yeah it says thou shalt not
1: kill yeah can't get much clearer than which also happens Um, in our flag means death
0: so so this is a controversial series after all yeah no, I, I do think it's yeah. interesting when you're putting it in the context of pirate lore and pirate TV, thinking about freedom, thinking about what it means with our relationships, what it means with our history. We have some characters that, you know, they have some history that kind of comes back to haunt them. It's kind of cool seeing both Steed Bonnet and Blackbeard, one of the most interesting parts to me. And I think this is the question the show is trying to ask is Steve Bonnet becomes a pirate because he's bored of his life. <laughs> He just got bored of being a rich guy at home. You know, like he didn't feel any sense of purpose. Blackbeard was so good at being a pirate. He's getting bored of being a pirate. He's tired of killing everybody and always winning. He wants a challenge. He wants something different. Um, And I think that's relatable. I think everybody has a point in their life where they're like, you know, I'm kind of bored of what my life is. I'm tired of this rut that I'm in. Except for TJ. I assume TJ's never felt that. TJ's always living exactly the way he wants to. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, you see, the thing is. <laughs> ruts make things work makes it easier that's how you know where the car goes
0: yeah yeah but i mean even in the bible we see some places where i'm trying to think of specific things mostly i'm thinking of like some of the psalms where people are like they're tired of what the th- the way things are they're looking to a more hopeful future a better tomorrow and sometimes it feels like any action is better than no action i don't think that's true but i think sometimes it does feel that like way for all of us i'm not telling you to go become a pirate I'm also not telling you not to go become oh, yeah. a pirate, but if you do, if you become a pirate and you still listen to our podcast, please email me and let me know. But also yeah, realize, as a matter of fact, if you're listening emails. to this,
1: yeah, if you're listening to this on the boat right now, uh, shout out <laughs> to you guys. We love y'all. Our, our maritime audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pirates for sure. Drop. Definitely. <laughs> Keep that legacy strong. <laughs> oh,
0: man. But I, I think it's something interesting. The show's getting at it from a secular viewpoint, but I think we see it all around us all the time. You see people in school who are tired of going to school every day, people who are tired of their nine to five job, people who are tired of the same family, people who are tired of being in government, people who are tired of being out at war. People just get tired of this life. Um, I hate to be that way, but I think it's because there's something in all of us that's really longing for something more than what this life has to offer. Um, that's not what the show's answer is going to be. I'm interested in how they answer this question. But as a Christian, as what I personally view in my faith, I think they're highlighting part of human nature. And I think the part they're highlighting is this desire for something more than what we have. And to me, that answer is going to be God's going to be my faith. To them, I'm interested to see how they answer that question. you have anything to add to that, TJ? No. So, TJ, is there... Outside of like, because Christians get this too, right? So people who go to church all the time who are, you know, Christians also get this feeling where they're just tired of life and doing the same thing all the time. What are your words of wisdom to those people?
1: Well, you really got to take advantage of the little things that change day to day. When you feel like you're stuck, you're not really stuck. You can always change something and nothing's ever really the same. Something different's happening every day. It's up to you. To interact with it. True.
0: I think people forget how massive this universe that God created is, too. Um, As someone who likes hiking a lot, you know, I'm like, you know, I can always find a new place outside that I haven't seen before. Believe it or not, the wilderness in Arizona, wildly different than the wilderness in the Carolinas. It feels like you're in a whole other world, which is why your older films like Star Wars are able to just record something in a different country. And we're all like, wow, this feels like a whole different planet because our planet is actually just that massive
1: yeah yeah not even the planet like i i was in downtown greenville the other day i was saying things that i didn't know were there yeah lived here my whole life also there's these things called books there's
0: whole new worlds and books and different fandoms and that's why i think that's part of like why we like things that we like is like we don't want to just see our life over and over if all tv shows were just regular life that would suck I like seeing Star Wars and then Star Trek and Doctor Who and Rings of Power and all these other worlds that I can explore and live vicariously for through. I think that's where fandoms are actually powerful. I also, yeah. So one part, my answer is always going to be faith. Seek God. Seek the things that are larger than this life. Help somebody. If you invest into people, that always like that never feels like a waste of time. That that's something like if you go find a homeless shelter and you start investing in that and helping other people. Or if you go find a way to invest in charity or to help others, that always gives you purpose. So I think that's always a good thing to do, but also we live in a massive world with plenty of fandoms, plenty of nature to see. I think there's always an answer to this question and it doesn't have to be go become a law breaking pirate. Could be, but it doesn't have to be.
1: Yeah, it can be that you absolutely can do that. It is illegal.
0: Yeah, I also think you can't be a Christian and be a pirate.
1: Yeah, I'm not condoning it. (laughs) Probably not an American pirate. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, (laughs) so TJ, um, before we wrap this up, I want to convince everybody that we can to watch this series. Uh, Really funny series, really piratey series. It's a good time. If you had to give people one reason to go check out the show, what would it be?
1: Just one reason.
0: I mean, you can get more than one if you want.
1: This show is written and produced by Taika Waititi. Is it? I had no idea. That's a solid reason. Man. Yeah. Man, that explains
0: my reason. My reason would be, you know, there's a lot of times there's these just iconic duos or partners or, you know, friendships. Um, you know, I'm thinking of like honestly, Barney and Marshall and How I Met Your Mother. It's a big one for me. Um, Legolas and Gimli in the Lord of the Rings movies. Like there are sometimes that some characters just have such chemistry, it makes the whole thing better. For me, Blackbeard and Steed Bonnet had some phenomenal chemistry, and it made the series a lot of fun just to watch them interact off each other. So kudos to those actors, whoever they are.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You have anything else?
1: I, don't, I feel like we did ourselves a disservice by not bringing up how much we're into pirates and privateering.
0: It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. That's true. We just kind of mentioned that we both really like pirates, but I mean, like we have actively contemplated getting matching privateer tattoos. Well, matching, we're both going to have the one piece flag. And then I'm going to have a uh, captain Morgan underneath it. And you're going to have, um, who, who's are you? Whose flag Are you? <laughs> Why was I about uh, to say Tim
1: Drake, Francis Drake, Tim Drake, I'm going to get the Tim. on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: perfect yeah yeah but i Francis mean definitely Prince. one piece yeah yeah, yeah. and I, what's funny My is like grandpa. this is not the first pirate episode we've done you and i have specifically have found used systematic ecology to talk about pirates a few times yeah and we'll probably do it a few times more we'll
1: let's go do it a couple more times <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> when season two comes out uh, as we talk about one piece more as literally any other pirate media comes out
1: at all the uncharted that did, remake that's gonna happen eventually,
0: yeah, I didn't know. I just saw the live action uncharted movie. I was like, I didn't know how much pirates were in this. This is awesome um yeah,
1: dude. uncharted is about yeah. Nathan Drake finding Francis Drake's yeah. treasure. that's like
0: yeah, I just didn't know I had anything to do with Francis Drake. I just knew Nathan Drake was the main character. just thought it was coincidence, yeah, no uh the next pirate video game that comes out we'll probably talk about um. There's so many, there's just so many excuses. Uh, the time that I finally convinced TJ that we should do an entire episode about the pirates from Galavant, who are the lords of the sea, except no. they're not at sea.
1: Do it. They got like two episodes. Do it. They got yeah, it's one enough. or two episodes in Galavant. It's fair. There's barely enough it's of them game. to have an episode in their own show. I bet I can make it work. They don't get work. an episode in our show. I can make it work. <laughs> okay, then. I do have one more thing I wanted to say about the series that I forgot. This, to me, seems like steeds, you know, fall into piracy. Seems like the 1700s equivalent of what Elon Musk has been doing. Um, what? Inherited yeah. wealth, comfy life. You decided, no, not that. I'm going to make it way harder for myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. All he had to do was not get involved with Twitter. Literally anything yeah. else, he probably would have been okay.
1: Well. that was I'd say
0: probably. Yeah. There's this I mean, whole thing Kessels where he just wanted to buy a town in Texas for some reason.
1: Yeah, no, that's a current thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so maybe Steve I, Bonnet I, I kinda is I kind of hope just, he does
1: that. That's pretty cool, actually.
0: <laughs> it would be at least amusing to watch him change the currency to Dogecoin for a whole town.
1: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I could finally <laughs> sell. Sell
0: <laughs> so all your Dogecoin, yeah. I. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that's pretty accurate. Steve Bonnet was uh, Elon Musk in a previous life. We're now Buddhists or yeah. Hindus, yeah, and yeah. we believe this. That's not yep. wholeheartedly. true, wholeheartedly. Just check out. <laughs> it's like, uh, what, what was it? Paul or Jesus said, like they had like the faith was inherited from the faith of another prophet. I forget who it was, but it's like that. But instead of faith, it's just I don't know what to call this. <laughs> boredom. The boredom of Steve Bonnet was inherited upon Elon Musk, and he had to act thusly. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> It's a good one. Also All right, so I, shout out Steve Bonnet died in Charleston, South Carolina. Did he really? Yeah, executed, but still. All right.
0: SG Road Trip. Guys, meet us there. We're going right now. Like whenever you're listening to this, doesn't matter what year, what day it is, TJ and I are currently on our way to Charleston. Meet us there. Yeah. That's how that works, right? It will be. Yeah. Time travel's weird. Anyway, so <laughs> Instead of recommendations, when we wrap up our HBO series, we like to tell everybody something about how we binge watch our shows. I um, mean, there's a lot of different things I do. Like, I don't typically do the same thing every time I'm, I'm watching a show. But as I've been catching up with One Piece, I have been doing a lot of binging. Um, most recently, I just kind of, you know, I have a TV in my bedroom. So I woke up and said, I wonder how much One Piece I can watch before I feel like I have to get up. So that's how I was binging it the last time I binged a show. <laughs> yeah. Where's a... Do you have a TV where you sleep, TJ? Is this like a is that a thing oh, for you?
1: so like sort of. Interesting. Yeah. Are you gonna explain? So I, I do. I have a. I have my monitor that I, I play <laughs> games on, and my laptop, which is always set up directly in front of the monitor. Yeah. And I do actually. You know what? I do have a TV right in front of my bed. It's just not even plugged in. It's never even on. I don't use it. You just use your monitor. Do you watch TV on your monitor? Nope. Nope. How do you watch TV? You just go to the other
0: room when you need to watch litter. something? Yeah, yeah usually. Man, you're far
1: less lazy. Worst, than case scenario, worst case scenario, I'll watch it on my laptop. And then if I'm yeah. really feeling it, I'll plug my laptop into either one of the other bigger screens and I'll lay in bed and watch it that way.
0: If my kitchen wasn't so close to my living room, I might watch everything in my bedroom there's a genuine possibility of that but luckily my kitchen's pretty close to the living room so I grab a snack and sit in there a lot of times and watch TV but if it wasn't for that bedroom's a place Yeah. Yes. so let us know how you watch TV if you watch TV in bed don't send us a picture but let us know <laughs> we, we'd be curious Yeah. Um, and of course come back tomorrow we have more regular episodes and remember that we are all a chosen people a geekdom of priests